Broadcasting live from Baltimore, Maryland, the Breath of Life Ministries presents Experience the Power. When God gets ready, He can deliver you if you call on Him, if you trust in Him. Let's go live to the Miracle Temple Worship Center, where our service is in progress. But tonight, I'll confess to you, this may be my favorite sermon. Maybe. I say that every night, but... Uh, turn, if you will, to Isaiah, the 58th chapter, and I'm going to read the first verse from the New International Version. That's why I'm going to read it from paper instead of my Bible. But uh, you'll find the same thing practically in your King James Version. And I'm sure we have other versions here. Uh, we have an esoteric group so that people have brought versions of every ilk. I have seen some of them. I don't know that they're anywhere near the truth, but I've seen some of them. <laughs> and uh, feel free to bring. Here's what the Bible says, Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it but by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now let's kind of taste that a little bit. The mouth of the Lord says that if you, if you take your foot off of his Sabbath, that he'll make you find your joy in the Lord. Uh, I see these, these television commercials that make you think that products on the shelves of grocery stores can make you happy. They, you know how they dramatize. They've got people flying and people smiling with these ubiquitous east to west smiles. Somebody eats a hamburger and acts like something wonderful has happened. They, they make you think if you use deodorant, people will cling to you and love you. They make you think that if you drink some soft drink, you'll have a wonderful experience. And all of that is trite. These people are getting paid to make you think something that's unimportant is important. And then on top of that, you come to hear this from the Word of God. And God says, if you take your foot off of my Sabbath from, from doing your pleasure... From, from speaking idle words, if you will call it a delight, if you'll recognize that it's a delight, I will make you find your joy in me. And trust me, if the mouth of the Lord says you'll find your joy in Jesus, you can depend on it. And, and you know, joy. Uh, what is joy? Is it acting like you're happy you know I meet people like that and I appreciate it let me pause to say I would 
hate to meet people acting just like they feel. If you're having a bad day, I appreciate you for putting a little something on it. You know, just, hi, how are you? There are people who I have met who I, I don't ask, how are you? I don't ask because they'll tell you. And I have asked the wrong person from time to time, how are you? Well, my cousin is sick. My car stopped running today in the middle of traffic. I went home and had a flood in my basement. Uh, I went to the doctor and I don't know what he's going to say. And by the time they get through, you're all the way down. So when I find out you'll do that, I'll just say, hey, God bless you. But I'm not talking about the put on joy. God says, if you, if you take your foot off my Sabbath, if you call it a delight, I will help you find your joy where there is a renewable source of joy. Because Jesus can make you happy with no apparent reason. It's just because he said so. So, like some people wake up feeling like they always get up on the wrong side of the bed, Jesus can arrange it so that you wake up happy for no apparent reason. Just happy because Jesus promised it to you. Then it says you will ride on the high places of the earth. I, I used to say rather jokingly that uh, I believe the high places of the earth must be Rolls Royces. And you know, if, if there's someone listening or looking and you have a Rolls Royce, if you and I can get together, let's make an appointment. I'd like to uh, sit there. I know how to act. I wouldn't get all excited. I'd just sit there very calmly and uh, it, you would be proud of me. But I've learned that Jesus has something far more than a Lexus or a Mercedes Benz. He's not talking about riding on the high places of the earth in an automobile. He's talking about spiritual and material wealth. He will make you ride above the normal situation. He will give you the goodness from his own heart that will lift you every moment of every day. And then the things that you need, he will supply in, in so great an amount that you won't have room to put it there. Then I, I, I got curious this past week because the text also says that God will feed you with the heritage of Jacob. Now I went back and, and studied about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isn't that the thing you say in your prayer when you want to impress people? Come on, confess it. When you go to a big meeting and they say, would you pray? And you say, what can I say that will impress them? God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, the, the, the inheritance passed down and it came to Jacob. So when, when, when God says, if you take your foot off my Sabbath, I will give you what I promised Jacob. That means that what he promised the father of the faithful, he will now share with you. I went and checked the list. I got the list. I've got seven things here that God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
Are you ready for it? Fasten your seat belts. <laughs> Number one, he will give you holiness of character. Isn't that something? You can't fake it. You can't put it on. Only God can provide holiness of character. Number two, the blessings of health. If you were a billionaire but you didn't have health, you would not enjoy life. But God gives the blessing of health. Number three, superior intellect. Anybody in school now? Is anybody here tonight who's in grad school? Anybody working on your master's or your PhD? Wouldn't you like to have an installment of superior intellect? Well, I just told you how to get it. Get your foot off the Sabbath. <laughs> Number four, God promised skill in agriculture and animal husbandry you don't need that particular skill but what he says is I will make it so that when you go at a task you will do it well because I bless you for keeping my Sabbath holy number five superior craftsmanship he promised to Abraham Isaac and Jacob so when you create something with your hands God will be there to inspire you so that it's better than you would have imagined Number six, you will have unparalleled prosperity. Now, you know how to stop here and tell you to uh, give a special offering. I'm not going to do that because this is not my offer. This is not my promise. This is God saying, I'll give you the heritage of Jacob. And that's part of it. The last one is national greatness. This is all part of what God promises if you will take your foot off of his Sabbath. Now, let me tell you, I am impressed by that. But the fact is that a day for worship, which is what the Sabbath turns out to be, is simply a marvelous blessing to everyone who's ready to receive it. It's a day for communion with God and remembrance of his creative power now i must tell you that i enjoy and in fact it, it took me a long time to get quiet enough to just be in silence with god have you ever tried it well let me give you a couple of assignments get on your knees for once and don't go with a laundry list of requests just praise him in your prayer now you will find yourself slipping over into requests back up and come out and just praise god not for what he gives but for who he is god says i want you to have a day when the agenda for that day is for us to commune with each other. Not only should you talk to God, but God has promised that he'll talk to you. Most of us could hear him every day, but we don't get quiet enough. We're too busy. We got the stuff we got to do. Even people who claim to be Christians have long lists of things that we have to do. But there ought to be one day when you can do God's will, but take a little time to listen to what he has to say. 
then I, I enjoy talking about his creative power because even though the earth has been blighted by all kinds of problems this earth is still beautiful there are still flowers that are amazing to look at but you gotta stop and look you got to stop passing by everything in a race to get something else done you got to take a moment to see how beautiful things can be I enjoy the ocean I you uh, well you've heard I, I am looking for a craft <laughs> but whether I ever get it or not I can drive my car down to where the water is there are some scientists who say that the water moves in a certain way that gives solace to your heart and your circulatory system responds to the rhythm of water as it moves I, I'm not sure about all of that but when I get near the water I feel wonderful in fact uh, I'll give you a little secret I don't share with many people but now I guess it's out I uh, <laughs> I have I have something called acrophobia it means that when I when I get too high particularly on bridges and ladders you know I pray a lot well I asked a psychiatrist who's a friend of mine I said how can it be that I'm afraid to go on a bridge and afraid to go on a ladder but when I get into an airplane I'm usually okay about uh, a couple times a year I get into a little panic situation and he said well you can't see the perspective you don't know how really high you are because acrophobia is not being high it's the fear of being high it's irrational so I said well when I get to panic on the airplane what should I do he said here's what you got to do you've got to get some physical act connected with the place you love well, you know I figured that out so you know that tray table right in front of you when I put my hand underneath the tray table I'm at the beach I've done it so many times when I put it there, I don't have to think it anymore the waves are there and so I've learned to to enjoy that even when I can't see it because nature is amazing go somewhere and look at God's creation well maybe you want to go look in the mirror you are God's creation and you may not look as good as you want to look but God made you you, do you know that even when you can stand up that's a miracle God has made it so that your foot is balanced with muscles in front of your your leg bones and muscles in back and and if God were not so great you would always be doing this you would always be trying to find your balance but God has made it so that you can not only stand but you can put a little strut in your walk the amazing thing that we can hear language that our brain takes it in through the, the those wonderful membranes in the ear and then the brain translates it and then you can answer with a tongue we are fearfully and wonderfully made you are a walking miracle so the Sabbath gives you a time just to praise God for the great things that he has done for the wonderful now and I praise God that I did not come from some single-celled creature I cannot speak for you if you think you came from some amoeba well I guess you know better 
But the fact is that, uh, you know, I've heard all that stuff about the single cell turned into something like a tadpole, turned into something like a monkey, lost its hair, stood upright, cranked its head up straight, and one day became a man. If you think you got here that way, you can act any way you please. Because if you came that way, you have no rules governing you. I believe that Jesus, the person in creation bent over the earth and began to form man out of the dust of the ground I believe that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life ah, I got the name of my show in there didn't I breathed into his nostrils the breath of life stood that creature up and man became a living soul so I I don't know about you I'm not a great scientist, but I know where I came from. And every time a baby is born, it's another miracle. I talked with a scientist who says they've got all kinds of things figured out. He said they can almost create a human being. But there's one little spark that they can't figure out. I'm kind of happy about it. We got enough trouble with these ones that God made. But you ought to take time to thank God for that day. Now, the, the, this is very clear. And, and this is one of those times when I ought to charge because this is a blessing from God. And God says that if you take your foot off that Sabbath, I will give you your joy. You'll find your joy in me. You'll ride on the high places of the earth. That means I'll give you spiritual wealth and I'll give you material wealth. I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob. You've heard my list. But not only you, go to Isaiah chapter 56. And if you look at verse 2, Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 2, it says, Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing an evil. But it spreads out. This is Isaiah 56, verses 6 and 7. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him, and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants. Everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people what God is saying is that you don't have to be a traditional Christian to get this blessing you can be what some people would refer to as a stranger. But it is God's intent to spread the blessing. God didn't intend that a few people get it and keep it to themselves. And don't tell me that there aren't people like that around. I know some of them. Once they find something like this, don't, don't, don't share that with them. They could never appreciate it. Look at him. He, he's, not, he's not one of us. So don't share it with him. Well, if you've got that kind of attitude, there's something wrong with you. When God gives you a blessing, you ought to be willing to share it, right? In fact, I heard it uh, phrased this way. When you find the goodness that God offers, you ought not just take a slice of bread to share with someone else. You ought to let your friends know that you found the owner of the bakery. 
and he's got bread for everybody this is one of those things that God has given to us now I was I was at uh, I was at lunch at one of those nice homes um, oh it was beautiful you should have been there um, when they opened the door uh, it, it was one of those cathedral ceilings you know. I tried not to look up you're not supposed to do that <laughs> I just glanced up and then when I looked through the sliding glass door in the rear there was a deck and moored at the deck was a yacht well you know they had my attention I didn't walk directly to it that would have been crass I walked around and talked with everyone and I was you would have been quite proud I acted as though I might have a yacht at my house but there was a gentleman there who was connected with a prestigious university and during lunch he told me something that got me excited in fact I I practically lost my appetite he said pastor I'm gonna share something with you that you can't tell now I said okay he said we are doing some preliminary research that seems to indicate that a change of habit every so many days weeks or months builds up the immune system I said is that so he said it's absolutely so we know that breaking your habit pattern every number of days weeks or months builds your immune system how many know that you need a powerful immune system these days I don't want to frighten you by reminding you of all the things that are floating in the air some of you might try to stop breathing but this is where we are we all share this air but if you want your immune system built up he went on to say he said pastor it appears that the time interval is seven days I said is that so <laughs> well you know what happened I dropped my fork on that one he said now I don't want you to go out yet because this isn't confirmed yet so please don't don't put this in a sermon yet because it we the scientists haven't nailed it down but I just wanted to tell you and then later on when we confirm it I will be in touch with you and perhaps then you can get excited about it I said but you don't understand I don't have to wait for the scientists Go to Mark chapter 2 and you'll find out why I don't have to wait for the scientists. Incidentally, if you're listening to me, sir, would you please send me the results of what your scientists discovered? I am interested in it. I want to be able to say the next time I preach this that you have done your studies and perhaps they are the same as what I find here. But the reason why I don't have to wait for his scientists is because I got Mark chapter 2 and look at verse 27 
Mark chapter 2, verse 27. And he said unto them, written in red, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. In fact, let me give you the next verse, because it's an important one. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Let me tell you what that means. And I, I would not want to lecture the scientists. I, I have great respect for scientists. I wish I had become one. My, I'd have a gigantic salary. But even now, with my puny little salary, I can tell you that the Bible confirms that God did not make the Sabbath and then create people to worship on it. He created man on the sixth day of the creation week and then knew what it took to make man remain healthy and happy and strong. And the first gift that he gave to man was the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath enriches your life. In fact, let me tell you this. The Sabbath gives you time to turn off all of those televisions in all those rooms. Now, when I was growing up, I, I want to share a little. From time to time, you need to peek over into uh, the world of poverty. I know some of you have never been there. So let me enrich your culture. Uh, and this has nothing to do with skin color. I told you when I was growing up, we lived around people from every, practically every national background, but we were all joined together by our poverty. And uh, what, I, what I learned was this. We used to have uh, a television, finally, and something would go wrong with that television, and we'd go out and buy another television, and we'd put the newer one on top How did you know that? <laughs> In fact, I remember a time when the first television stopped working and the second television stopped working and we tried everything, certainly aluminum foil. And then we got the third television and it was like a wonderful pyramid, the big one on the bottom and the next one and then a little one up here. But now nobody does that. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's a thing of the past. Now every room has a television. So when everybody comes home, we don't even see each other. We pass like ships in the night. Someone goes and grabs something and pops it in the microwave, and then they go to their room and watch their television. And then mom goes to her room, and dad goes to his room, and, and we barely see each other. Almost never. In fact, I, I was shocked when I heard months ago that some group of children built in their garage a bomb and the parents didn't know. Now in my house we could never have built a bomb. My mother would have let loose something equivalent to a bomb with her switch. She would have had question after question. What are you doing out there? What is that? Who took, why did you, who gave you, why did you get the money to, there would never have been a bomb. We'd have had to build it in somebody else's house. But we have become strangers in our home 
And I'm going to tell you something. It is weakening connections between family members and it takes away the network of family and friends that keeps you healthy. In fact, one of the most powerful elements in your life to keep your immune system strong is to have a network of family and friends. But we are now people who just pass. In fact, if you live in, in, a, in, a, in a, an apartment building, you don't want to interface with anyone. You don't want to be different. You don't want to stand out. So you just, oh, how are you? And as quickly as you can, you're unlocking all of those. <laughs> Rush inside, turn off the burglar alarm. We, we, we become a nation here of strangers. And I've traveled. It's like that almost everywhere. On God's Sabbath, the first question is, does it honor God? And being with family honors God. God created family. God encourages friends. And on the Sabbath, you turn that stuff off. You turn off all of those things that serve as the background music for our lives. And you will be shocked at what your brain will do if you could just have space, little time, little silence, and on God's holy day. I dare you to open the Word of God and let it launch you into a new thought pattern. In, in fact, let's, let's look at what the Bible says you ought to do. Uh, God commanded, uh, I, I can't read this one, I can't get to it. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, it will tell you there that God commanded Sabbath observance in his own voice. That's how important it was, because the Sabbath is a day that brings communion between God and man, and a moment that is perfect for praising him. Am I saying that you shouldn't praise him on every day? Absolutely not. Let me tell you something. I, I fill my mouth with praise. I have been in many places where driving is dangerous. I assure you that the Washington, D.C. area is one of them. Now, I, I, I have a lot of temerity. I have driven in Paris. Um, I drove for just a moment in a certain Caribbean island, which I will not name. On that island, they challenge you for space and I was driving and somebody was out passing and and I we started playing a game of chicken do you know that who's gonna go away first and I turned into a field but I had enough you know temerity to start driving there but when I'm driving, I'm praising God and I'm thanking him for his protection. Every day ought to be a day of protection. Let's go to the commandment itself. You're going to be shocked. Exodus, the book of Exodus. So you've got to go to the front in that place where you rarely go. Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to start with verse 8. What I want to tell you while you're finding it is this. This is at the very heart of the Ten Commandments. So uh, from time to time, people will say, even though they see this blessing, and folks, let me tell you something. You remember we talked about tithing and offering? That's a blessing. Incidentally, I got time to say this. A man 
met me at one of those clothing stores. It was not one of the nosebleed stores. I don't shop there, right? I shop strategically. So I go where they've got good stuff, but it's marked down. And I met this gentleman at a place where the, it's marked down. And he came over, and I, I was, you know, you got to be careful these days. You don't know who people are and what they might do. This man came towards me, and he was smiling. And, and I said, is that a friendly smile, or is that a, okay? And he came up and said, look, man, let me tell you something. He said, I heard that thing you preached the other night, and I've done it already, and it's already blessed. Last night, a man came to visit here who said that on the night he heard the sermon, he began immediately to return tithe and offering, and since then, his salary has been tripled. In fact, not only that, but he also had a problem with his neck, and he said while one of the sermons was going on, he kind of touched it, and he said God began to answer his prayers, and this illness went away. Folk, God is already doing miraculous things, but listen, just as powerful as God is with one-tenth of my income, he is just as powerful with one-seventh of my time. And still there are folk who don't understand. They'll say, well, that's in the Ten Commandments. And as you know, the Ten Commandments have done away with. And you and I already know we've conquered that already. We know that God's law will last forever. And here in the heart of the Ten Commandments, the Fourth Commandment, let's read what it says. You're going to be shocked at something it says rather early. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9 is going to shock somebody. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work there are some people who don't know that the ten commandments not only says what you should stop doing but it says six days you ought to work i don't want to get on anybody's nerves tonight but in the ten commandments it says you ought to work six days I know some men who have found relationships with ladies. Well, that's Tuesday night, isn't it? <laughs> but you ought to work. Let, let's go on. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Incidentally, this is the only commandment that has the title and the office that God holds. It says that the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord who is thy God. Do you see it? In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days, and this shows the reason why God can command respect. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it so there are three levels of difference for this day the only day that god named every other day he gave a number this day he calls by a name and he says in six days he made the heaven and earth the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day 
Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Was God tired? Is there anybody in here who thinks that God had expired his physical resources? He spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Don't get me started. God could speak to the air and say, hold it a minute. I've got to put some earth in here. Then he spoke to earth and matter, whether it existed before or not, came into existence and went where God told it to be. Then he spoke to the water and said, fill in those spots and stay there. So this terrestrial ball was formed by the word from his mouth. God is so powerful that he doesn't have to go and make it happen. Then he can tell the air, the atmosphere to come and rest around it. That's how powerful God is. He says, the reason you ought to pay attention to me is because I made everything. Huh? Even made you. Incidentally, in case you get too carried away, the Bible says that he did. He made you from the dust of the earth. You know what dust is? It's what happens after you drop dirt. So, you know, I know there are some days when you look in the mirror and say, you yeah, know, I am really looking good today. <laughs> you know, you got that right color and that right dress or that right suit and you get excited about yourself. Remember, you aren't even made out of dirt. <laughs> You're made out of what happens when you throw some dirt. <laughs> dust happens. And God is so powerful that he made me out of the dust. Well, I don't have time. You folk are way too slow tonight now let me show you let's go back to genesis and the reason why i'm going back to genesis will be apparent before we get out of here genesis chapter 2 do i want to yes i do genesis chapter 2 because it'll talk also about the sap the, the, the most frequent thing that people say to me after i have preached this is but isn't every day holy well i'm not going to answer that Let's get it in Genesis chapter 2. Start with verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. You search your Bible from cover to cover you will not find those words about any other day except the only day that God named and that day is the Sabbath do you see it clearly well the clock is mad at me now but rem I want to remind you that whatever you find in God's law will not go away Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 says it lasts forever Ecclesiastes 3 14 and 15 God has not changed Romans chapter 7 and verse 12 the commandment is holy just and good Ecclesiastes 3 14 I quoted it already but it says it lasts forever and then Matthew chapter 5 verses 18 and 19 Jesus says I have not come to destroy the law but to fulfill the law until heaven and earth pass 
not one dotting of an I or one crossing of a T will pass from the law until all be fulfilled. So whatever God put in this commandment stands. And the reason why I'm happy about that, that means that the blessing God promises me cannot be taken away because God planted it in the heart of the Ten Commandments that will last forever nothing can be added to it nothing can be taken away that means when i honor god by keeping his sabbath holy you can't take back from me my joy you can't do it i can be broke and have joy i have been broke and i still had joy you can take my house and my car but you can't take the spiritual and material blessings that God gives me. And I tell you that God can skip over money. God can give you what you need without ever touching money. He doesn't say I'll give you money to buy what you need. He says I will make you ride on the high places of the earth. He says I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob. That means that not only do I have things, but I have skills that you can't imagine. Huh? God says that's my promise and you can't take it away because of where he planted it now I want to talk about the identity of the day because this gets a little tricky uh, turn to Exodus chapter 16 Exodus chapter 16 <laughs> this, this is interesting can you tell already I'm having fun somebody wrote in and said you you look like you're having fun I, I think that was a criticism I said, uh, don't even write them back. They may not understand. The fact is that when I opened the Bible, let me tell you something. Some of you may think that preachers have some special relationship that keeps them from having pain or, or problems. Not so. In fact, sometimes I would wager you that because you are a person who says I'm a, a person serving God, the devil may even touch you a little faster. Huh? But when it gets when it gets a little tight, I get in this book. Now sometimes I get in this book for your sake. Because I want to find stuff to share with you. But there are times when I am not thinking about you. <laughs> I'm in here for me. And I'll ask God, I say, God, you said you were going to feed me with the heritage of Jacob. So come on, pick up all that skill you said you were going to give me. And then I want you to give me that, that high places of the earth experience. So when I open this book, let me ride high. And you know, when you think you've got me down, I'll bounce right back. Because there's power in this world. Got off my point. Exodus. Exodus chapter 16. We got to find out what day this is. Uh, if you go by the numbers, and I know some people like to be along with a crowd, the most popular day of worship in the world is Friday, the sixth day of the week. More people worship on Friday than any other day. The second most popular would be Sunday, the first day of the week. So, Look what God says. Well, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my twist on it so you can either take this or not. I'll always be intellectually honest. I'll tell you where I found it. I found this in here. God says if you've got enough backbone, 
and enough brain to understand what I ask and to do what I ask against the odds then I will honor you by blessing you so I can already tell you if you're one of those people who's got to be with everybody if you got to walk behind the crowd you'll never get this blessing because I'm telling you this is not the most popular day but here it comes uh, Exodus chapter 16 I'm gonna start with verse 4 then the Lord said unto Moses behold I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no isn't that amazing God says I'm gonna send the, the bread in a way that I'll find out if they'll walk in my way or no uh, what language that is it's King James language and it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that that which they bring in and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily now I've got to tell you what you will find if you will start at verse 22 and go on for 40 years in the wilderness this is what God did he said I will send you bread they called it manna it meant what is it so the first time somebody went out and saw God had left food delivered by angels they said what is it <laughs> and the name stuck so from then on they said did you get anything to eat this morning yeah I had some what is it manna but that manna would come down every day you can find start with verse 22 in Exodus 16 it would come every day Moses said go out and get enough don't get too much some people would have been in bad shape because they would want to go out and skip a day. I want to go out today, but I'm going to be in tomorrow. I don't want to get up. But the Ten Commandments already said six days shalt thy labor. So God intended for you to go out every day except one and get the food to eat. And if you ate it on that day, everything is fine. But if you tried to save it over from the first day to the second day, you'd find worms in it. And I know how much all of you like worms in your food if you tried to save it from day two to day three worms day three to day four but on the sixth day you could get twice as much and God would preserve it God would preserve it. so he proved for 40 years what is the day and guess which day it was it was the seventh day of the week now if you if you can't get your brain wrapped around that don't worry about it because I got Luke chapter 23 it's in the New Testament some people refuse to take anything else I'm okay with you because I'm trying to identify this day for you so you can get this blessing and get it soon is there anybody who could stand a little more blessing could you stand to ride on the high places of the earth could you stand to be fed with the heritage of Jacob would you mind finding your joy in Jesus well that's the best commercial I can do with the time given watch this Luke chapter 23 and I'll start with verse 52 you need to look this one up it's not hard to find Luke chapter 23 and I'm gonna start with verse 54 and that day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on and the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulcher how his body was laid 
And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Look at chapter 24, verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. Anybody who has ever been to a church once or twice knows which weekend this is. Some people call it Easter weekend. And it says that on the sixth day, when the Sabbath was coming on, that those women went to prepare the body of Jesus. They rested over the Sabbath, according to the commandment, and they came early on the morning of the first day of the week. And everybody in the world knows that the sixth day is and the seventh day is and the first day is I preached this sermon one night a lady preacher was in my audience she came up to me and called me everything but a child of God and you know I remember the things that you're supposed to say when you're getting cursed out but I prayed and God held them locked in the back of my brain and I said my sister just keep looking in the word I think it was about two or three o'clock that my phone rang I, I tell you already I, I love everyone but if you want to have a nice conversation with me two or three in the morning is not a good time when I was young I didn't like it now that I'm old it's a catastrophe I can't go back to sleep so I think about you until sunrise but the lady called me and here's what she said she says I apologize and I'm trying to get myself together I said who is this you remember last night I was so cruel to you she said I said all kinds of terrible things to you she said but I came home to prove you wrong and guess what you're right I said I said my dear God bless you my fellow preacher is there any way we could wait until about nine <laughs> because I knew last night that I was right because it's in the Word of God what I want to show you is this that there are people who have differences I'm, I, I'm preaching another sermon on Friday night so I can include this in there and I want to get you home but I've got to tell you I've got to give you my personal testimony I went to a, uh, a maximum security prison one time and I met a man who was on death row and he said to me can you tell me about Jesus I was a brand new preacher and I thought what he wanted was for me to read from the Bible and that's what I did I, I sat in his cell I looked into his ice-cold eyes and I read text after text and I thought he would be looking comforted he didn't he looked agitated and when I finished he said to me sir I did not ask you to read me what other people said I asked you to introduce me to Jesus 
so I had missed the point he didn't want at that moment what anybody in the 66 books had said he wanted to know my testimony let me give you my testimony about God's Sabbath I have been criticized for preaching it I had a man tell me he said sir with the gifts that God has given you I could make you a millionaire if you just stop talking about that Sabbath thing he said cut it out and let's make a deal right now I said I can't make a deal with you right now because all of your money without God's blessing wouldn't do me any good but my poverty with God's blessing will give me my joy will make me ride on the high places of the earth will feed me with the heritage of Jacob so I wouldn't mind having your money but without the blessing of God it would do me no good so I want to tell you tonight that ever since I started resting on God's Sabbath and calling out his name and listening for his voice and communing with him and doing things that honored him I have not been the same I walk differently I talk differently my life is enriched I can't tell you all the things that God has done and it started with the Sabbath so tonight I leave you with the greatest blessing that God has given to us besides salvation and until Tuesday night may God hear you when you call may God lift you if you fall may God bless you as you stand may God hold you in the palm of his hand good night God bless you.